is going to be a shorter podcast, um, and today we're going to discuss diet and feeding. Um, so in terms of diet, when it comes to um, picking the right diet um, or even transitioning to a new diet, um, you're going to be looking into a couple of um, key things. <clears throat> you are going to be looking into what your dog previously has been fed, um, if you're adopting a dog or, or um, buying a dog from a breeder, the breeder will have given you, in most cases, will have given you um, either a bag of food, a small bag of food, or like a Ziploc baggie with the name of the food or um, just the name of the food that they're currently feeding. And that is something that you can use to either um, go out and purchase that uh, full bag of food for yourself or get a smaller bag to transition with into something new um, or just like completely go the opposite direction, just pick a different food. Um, So that tends to lead into um, some issues with, not really issues, but just some um, things to consider when... um, Going, going to the pet store and p- or picking out um, a new brand of food or a new type of food. Uh, there are a lot of things, like I said, to consider. You've got dogs who have allergies. You have to look into um, picking a food that is not going to cause a flare-up of sorts. Dogs that have insensitivities. Dogs that have medical conditions that could prevent them from having certain foods. Um, Some of the uh, most important things to remember are that chicken is one of the higher allergy proteins um, currently. Uh, Beef is becoming that way just because it's in so many items. Um, The dogs are just getting, um, just developing allergies over time. And that's why a lot of um, like uh, pet stores or um, some veterinarians and and just people that are knowledgeable in um, dog um, nutrition and diets and we'll say to rotate through the proteins of either specific food or just rotate through proteins of different brands of food Um, with that being said um, one of the best things to do um, is is just I mean it's trial and error at the beginning so you're going to be testing to figure out which foods your dog tolerates Um, start with the protein that is um, currently what your dog is being fed. So that's usually where I start. Um, if your dog is being fed a chicken-based diet, when you're transitioning, go over to something that's chicken-based just to start to see how they tolerate it. Um, if there are issues, um, food allergies and insensitivities um, usually show up in ears and rears, which is kind of a horrible thing to say, but it's, it shows up as either like um, ear infections or anal gland issues. Um, so those are usually the telltale signs that there is an intolerance and sensitivity um, or even an allergy to a specific protein. Um, that along with um, like skin issues, um, that can be something um, to notate that there are um, um, just like digestive issues there, um, usually stemming from allergies. So I usually say to start out with a protein that is similar or the same as what um, your dog is currently being fed. If that's not an option and your dog is having issues and the vet has recommended switching to a different protein, um, my my next bet or my next go-to is always go fish. Um, Fish is one of the lower um, proteins to cause um, issues 
for dogs um as well as some of the more i guess exotic proteins um there's a brand called signature that does a really good job with um their their line of dog food they are specifically designed for dogs that have allergies or insensitivities um meaning that they clean down the facility completely before starting a fresh batch of protein um so there's no um, possibility of cross-contamination at all which is is great for those dogs that do have those insensitivities those allergies um and cannot have specific proteins or even traces of specific proteins and they also sell um some some proteins that are a little bit more i guess exotic so they've got kangaroo they've got um goat which is not seen too often they have guinea fowl um and then venison which are again are like not seen very often but are good for those dogs um that don't have um or can't have um like beef chicken lamb pork um any of those things and then of course they have the fish options so they've got like white fish there is a trout there's trout salmon salmon um catfish which is another one that's a little bit more um kind of out there um but catfish is one to remember that that's got a little bit more fat in it so that can tend to cause issues if you've got dogs who have um like pancreatitis issues um can't have a lot of fat in their diet um so just make sure you're you're aware of of um the fat content in the dog foods that you're going with um and again it's good to rotate through the proteins um i personally feed from dog food um i like that brand because it's something that's a little bit more it's easily easily digestible for for a lot of dogs um it's also something that um with having greyhounds greyhounds are known for having sensitive stomachs and a lot of people will keep them on like yukonuba or iams dog food um which are super cheap dog foods um and there are a lot of dogs that tolerate them really well but they're not the best not the healthiest um so i transitioned over to something that was more on like more on the healthy side a little bit better quality um i guess a lot better quality than both of those two um but my girls can digest really well um and then the brand also has an abundance of proteins um grain free grain in foods um and they're constantly adding new proteins to their lineup um i don't know exactly how many um proteins they have in the grain free and um um grain in line but they they do have quite quite a bit um and every month um i end up switching to a new protein just to kind of give them a little bit of a different uh flavor a different um just something different in their diet so it's not just the same old same old every day um and and that tends to do they tend to do pretty well on that um they also my girls also they can't tolerate too much fat in their diet um and brands like um what are they let's see akana and origin which are the same company um two different brands of food the same company one's one of the <clears throat> the recipes is a little bit different than the other um and i think i think the fat content is a little bit higher in one and not the other um both very good dog foods um but again with having that higher fat content um there ends up being an issue with like dogs not being able to met- metabolize it well and then it comes in the form of um gi issues so your dog could potentially have um like um diarrhea um or vomiting um 
so those are again are things to to notate when it comes to like searching for a new food transitioning to a new food um it's always best to stick with what the breeder has just for the beginning or whoever you're getting your dog from um whatever they've been feeding for the beginning um just so you can kind of get your dog used to like being in your home um the whole new transition of like everything new life everything um in that um and then go into um looking into transitioning the food trying to find something that uh fits your lifestyle a little bit better um something that is going to offer more nutritional benefits um has more vitamins um if that's something that you're interested in doing there are a lot of people out there that um will push specific diets um because of the again of the nutritional benefits so the raw dog food is something that's that's been been the thing for for quite some time it's very pricey um for the larger breed dogs but it does have all of those nutritional benefits the vitamins the dogs need the nutrition the the minerals and everything um so it is definitely a great option if you can afford it um but again, like if you have a larger dog, a large breed dog, even a dog up to like 40 pounds, um, it's going to end up being fairly expensive um, to afford to feed the dog um, that specific food. Um, so in most cases, um, it's best to add a little bit of raw if you can. So like um, Stella and Chewy's has um, meal toppers and meal mixers. They've got something called dinner dust, which is essentially their meal mixers um, that's been powered like pulverize into powder um so you just like pour a little over the food and mix it in um so they're still getting the the benefit of the raw just not the all-inclusive raw diet um but even with within the raw diet um there is um a pretty big um difference between um like how it's produced um what ingredients are added um so i know there are some brands that just do strictly the raw meats themselves um and don't add anything um in the forms of like vegetables or fruits um so they're just getting the benefits of the raw food itself and that um that can work for a lot of dogs but again dogs are omnivores they do need a little bit of vegetation and um, like the fruits and vegetables in their diet um so um there are brands out there that do offer the mix of the um fruits vegetables plus the meat and then you've got the option of either doing uh, like a freeze-dried um or the frozen raw um frozen raw tends to be a little bit more um like um cost effective when it comes to feeding a larger dog um, whereas the freeze-dried um, is a little bit easier if you have a smaller dog um, just because the patty sizes um, or the nugget sizes or whatever they, the company uses um, tend to be a little bit smaller um, and you don't, you're not getting quite as much um, so I think with Stella and Chewy in particular Stella and Chewy and um, what's the other brand um, Primal those two tend to have roughly the same size packaging for um, raw and freeze-dried so freeze-dried is usually their largest size bag is about um, 25 ounces or so um, but that can cost you around I don't know even like around $40 for 40 to 50 dollars for a 25 ounce bag um, and then you're feeding 
quite a few of the patties per meal so you're going through you're probably going through one of those bags for a roughly like 50 50 pound dog 50 55 pound dog you're going to be going through one of those bags about every day or two um so that you're spending a couple hundred dollars a week honestly um on feeding your dogs if you're going to be doing the um the patties the freeze-dried patties um whereas they're frozen raw it's usually a six pound bag um which means that you're getting a little bit more um more out of it so maybe like a week and a half um the pricing is a little bit cheaper usually around like 20 30 dollars um for the six pound bag and i know stella and chewy's also offers a 12 pound bag for their um frozen patties um i don't know about primal um i've never seen um that offered at um at pet supply stores um but that doesn't mean um that it's not something that they offer on their website it's something that can be ordered specifically through like chewy.com or something like that um but yeah, so there are a lot of options out there when it comes to um, picking dog foods, and it's kind of um, a lot of it is like trial and error for um, you as the owner. Um, you're also kind of taking into consideration what is going to work best again for your lifestyle, your um, how often you're feeding your dog. Um, there are people out there that feed their dogs once a day. There are people out there that do the traditional twice a day, morning and evening, um, and then you've got people out there that do three or even four times a day um, for puppies and even for older dogs. Um, it just kind of depends on what, um, how often you want to feed your dog, um, what's going to work best for your lifestyle. Um, if raw is going to be um, something that is you're going to try to incorporate, if you want to go strictly kibble, um, or if you're looking to do like canned food um, or even home cook, because I know there are people out there that home cook their dog's food. Um, that though is something that you need to be a little bit cautious with because if you are home cooking, you need to make sure that you are adding um, like bone meal, you are adding the vitamins and other minerals that the dog is going to be getting um, because if they're not getting those things, their diet or their, their health is going to suffer because they're just not getting the, the all of the nutrients that they need. Um, for looking into this information a little bit more closely there is a website called um, pet food advisor um, and that website has done a phenomenal job with um, organizing all of the different dog food brands that you could possibly think of um, giving them all a, a score and a rating um, give you information on why those scores and ratings are the way they are um, how many like what the percentage of filler is to the percentage of um, meats itself um, or even the um, like the meals the meat meals that are added in as well um, in addition to like the vitamins and mineral content and all that stuff um, so that's definitely something to check out um, if nutrition is something that you are interested in um, it's also just something nice to have um, as a reference. So when you are out searching for that new bag of dog food, um, you can kind of get some information because a lot of the pet stores do kind of overwhelm you and bombard you with um, the different foods themselves. So it does become a little bit more of a struggle because everything is like brand packaging is, is has become a thing. And it's hard to, to tell if something is actually good quality based on the packaging. Um, it used to be, and I don't know if it still is, 
Um, I've never really looked into it much at like Petco and PetSmart much anymore, but they used to have like a a way of um, notating which foods were better quality based on where they were placed on the shelves or where they were placed in the aisles. Um, So the cheaper food was usually towards the front and then the better quality food was usually towards the back of the store. Um, But again, I have not check that out um it's been years since i've um i've noticed that um i usually don't purchase from or i don't purchase from petco PetSmart. um i usually go to like pet supplies plus here in my area um or there's like a little pet boutique boutique store close to where i live um that sells more of the higher end higher quality uh dog food um it's not to say they won't have the cheaper stuff um they do but they will not carry um products such as um blue buffalo yukanuba um iams um that specific um those specific brands because they are known for being so bad um so low quality um and then also the fact that those companies require that the business can um give a full like a full shelf a full um display case specifically for those foods um and then that's hard if the company cannot um like or it does not have the space to to house that that amount of food um, and then if it's a smaller business like they're not going to be able to sell that much so you've got bags of food that sit on the shelf and then essentially just go bad because they're not being sold um but again um going back to um not being on tangents um you need to take into consideration i mean there are a lot of things to take into consideration when you are switching over dog food or trying out a new dog food um will your dog like it is it something that they're going to thrive on um is it something that's going to cause dietary issues um later on down the line in terms of allergies um is it something that your dog is going to be able to again tolerate and not cause um digestive issues so it's best to talk to your vet a little bit about what their thoughts are on good quality um dog food um but again it is it is something to make sure you are taking with a grain of salt um as well from like the vet recommendations because a lot of vets out there are not trained on nutrition which is kind of kind of a horrible thing to say but it's the truth um they are primarily trained on like science diet or um i believe imes as well because a lot of those um dog food brands sponsor royal canaan is another one Um, but a lot of those brands sponsor vet schools so they're only vets are only getting like a short um introduction into diet um unless the veterinarian has a passion for nutrition and diet itself um they really um don't tend to know a whole lot about the diets um so a lot of it is like you're going to be doing research yourself um to figure out what fits best for your dog um but using the advice that they have given you um as a tool um towards picking that specific food um it's it's definitely something that um is is very important when it comes to like um owning owning an animal like any animal in general like you're going to be searching into the correct diet you don't want to be feeding them something that's too um high in carbohydrates especially if it's an animal like like dogs and cats that do need um meat um products 
um, cats a little bit more so because they are 100% carnivores like they're not supposed to have any any form of like vegetable um, food um, that sort of a thing they can but it's it's best to keep them on on a more um, um, like animal based uh, protein based diet um, animal protein based I guess diet um, but for dogs though because they are omnivores like you do need to take into consideration the fat content um you do need to take into consideration the um, vegetables the fruits that are being added um it's it's best for their dental health to make sure that the diet does not contain too many carbohydrates um and usually that comes in the form of like potatoes, uh, sweet potatoes, um, regular potatoes themselves, because um, those are also like used as fillers to uh, bulk up the food. Um, and with being a filler, it ends up causing the dog to have to go out and use the bathroom a little bit more often, or they're having larger poops because they're not digesting or metabolizing the food quite as much as they would if it was a more um, meat-based um, or um, protein-based diet. Um, so that's, again, something else to take into consideration and, and remember that um, there is, there's a lot that goes into um, planning and deciding on the proper diet. Um, and that, again, is something that you as the owners are going to have to do um, a little bit of research into. Um, yes, you can purchase the cheaper dog foods. Yes, the dog can do fine on those, but they are going to have usually develop more um, um, like health concerns later on in life because of being on a poor diet. And it's the same sort of a thing with like people. Um, if you eat McDonald's every day of your life, you're going to have, for the most part, going to have more health issues than someone who is on a more well-rounded diet of home-cooked um, and eating vegetables and fruit um, and kind of branching out with the, the meats that they're ingesting um, as well as like taking vitamins and all that sort of a thing. Um, so those are all things to remember um, when it comes to shopping for those um, those foods, um, those diets, changing changing things up a little bit. Um, I will definitely be going into more detail if that is something that you guys are interested in. I'll probably just do it anyway because I really like um, the nutritional aspect of um, of dog food, like dog care. Um, it's fun to for me to research um, the different brands out there. Um, and kind of see what's trending, what's um, the up and coming, um, that sort of a thing. And there are so many options out there and so many new brands popping up um, all over the place. Um, I also have a book on nutrition. It's called Canine Nutrition by Dr. Dodds, Gene Dodds. Um, and that is a, is a very fun um, book um, because it also gives you like recipes um, for home cooking. Um, I have not done any of them, <laughs> but I have that as an option to do, like maybe do something fun um, for like special occasions since I do special occasions for my dog, like birthdays or Christmas or something like that. Um, but that will be it for today's episode. Um, again, um, this is something that um, can be elaborated on um, there is a lot of information out there on um, dog food, dog nutrition, dog diets, um, and again, lots of like everyone tends to have their own opinion on what is best to feed a dog, um, and a lot of that, it, 
does go into like you being the owner you need to do the research you need to figure out um like i've been saying what what's going to work best for you what's going to work best for your dog um how you want to go about um affording everything if you can't afford to do the raw diets um which again are, are pretty um expensive but definitely beneficial um that's something or if i could afford it i totally would um but at the t- at the moment like it's not not in my budget i'm not able to um and again i don't think my girls really like that high-end stuff <laughs> which is a little annoying but um <laughs> but um it is what it is like we do they do really well on the farm um that's a decent quality dog food it has they have many um options in terms of proteins um and grain free grain in um and just make sure that you are talking to your vet um getting their input on what they think a good diet is um based on what your dog is currently feeding based based on like your dog's overall health um, if they think um, that you need to be like increasing a specific um, mineral nutrient um, fat content lowering the sodium um, that sort of a thing um, but yeah so um, make sure that you are doing your research always doing research um, and this will be something that we will continue in a later episode thank you all and have a fantastic day Thank you.